Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Selective Hearing. I am your host, Julie DeMar, and today I have special guest Jennifer Geneve with me, and we are just going to talk about how we can all live healthier lifestyles. So before I get into my line of questions, I love to give the guests the opportunity to just introduce themselves and let the audience know how you kind of got on this path. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great to meet you and get to know you a little and find out about everything that you've been doing with selective hearing. I Where should we start, really, Julie? I'd like to say that now, even though like trend isn't really like a word that maybe describes this the best, but I do mm. kind of feel like positive living is on trend. I think that yeah. people are becoming like more aware, like myself included, and understanding the importance of taking care of your mental, your spiritual, and your physical self, and how embracing those things actually can not only add value to your life and greater purpose, but to yes. those who are around you. So we all who decide to take this route know what like inspired us or motivated us to say you know what like today right now I'm going to take my life in my own hands and Mm -hmm. change like Mm -hmm. what was that thing for you that inspired you to say no that's it I'm doing something different it's funny I didn't know I was going to bring this up but you just reminded me of something the summer before my sort of uh, reboot moment I was going to a like a business networking event and the person who I adore a fellow businesswoman here um, who I was walking into the event with, she just made some comment as we walked in about self-care and healthy living. It was just like a one minute thing about, you know, you really have to look at how to take care of you so you can take care of everything else. And I remember at that time thinking, oh, sure, like I kind of blew it off. But in the end, in the very next couple of months, it became absolute top of mind for me. I never could have known that everything was going to start changing the way that it was. I just, at the time she said it, I had already been having that sort of feeling of unrest for probably one to two years at that point. I think somehow we just, we just carry on. Um, you accept everything. I accepted everything as normal um, and, and just getting through Uh, tough days, I suppose, but uh, it definitely had this feeling of unrest. And she had said that to me in the summertime. And uh, my moment where I decided to change everything happened that November. And uh, I, I didn't know that that was going to be the next thing, you know, that came after her saying that to me. I had mentioned to you that there was a trip that we took in November 2019 where my husband is from Australia and so it's not uncommon for us to take a trip there of a few weeks every every year two years type of thing but on this trip for some reason it just brought everything to a head for me maybe just all of these things I just told you over the the year or two before that and everything coming to a head me having those few weeks to go away remove myself from life and then think about going stepping back into life as we all, you know, we get back from a holiday and you start thinking about getting back into the grind. And somehow I just knew that I couldn't return to everything I did in life in the exact same way that that I had been. And so that was kind of what I call a reboot moment. I hit pause on a lot of things in life and started working on a better lifestyle for me. Aha moments. <laughs> I had an aha moment when I got pregnant. I was like, aha. Girl, you're not okay. <laughs> that was like, uh-huh. I literally like said it like the, the everything came, uh, like it was like full circle. Like, whoa, what are you going to do with life now? Cause like you just created a life and mm-hmm. it was like that. Aha. Uh-huh. 
because you you kind of cover up everything with even if we don't realize it with work and social life and busyness and you know all these different things where like you think you're okay mm -hmm. and then like that one little thing can be like the smallest little thing like it'd be like no, no. yeah and that's yeah so I just that's why I kind of wanted to know like what was your your aha all right and now let's do something else so what I kind of wanted to address a lot in today's show is what I personally personally seen with um in conversations I'll say as people who think that they're ready for these journeys and they start them and then they stop and the thing when they're like well how do you keep going or whatever you know julie i yeah. the magic button like i kind of want to go there about the magic button and mindset and like getting your perspective on what it actually means to adapt a, a new mindset and to like consistently pursue that and understand like what that really means because i, I yeah. think a lot of people think that there's a magic button like okay i'm gonna journal every day I'm going to Yeah, that's it. Boom, boom. And that's it. And it's going to all be better. Like, no, this is a real ride. Like, so you bring up a good point. So, a couple of things I was thinking about when when uh, I was thinking about our our upcoming conversation is all I knew is that I felt like some things felt stuck. I didn't see a direct path or exactly what I needed to change. I just knew that, okay, so um, I was able to isolate that I was happy with the kind of wife and mom, sister, friend that I was. So I knew that it wasn't related to that. And I isolated that it was related to personal development, like things I knew I wanted to learn or be better at or work at, but I wasn't doing them. I don't know why we do that. How could you know that you want to read certain books and learn about topics, but you just keep talking about it? That was a that was a problem for me. I didn't understand. How can you know what you, you think that you want, but you don't get started? I wanted to read. I wanted to work on personal development and, and journal more, actually. And I just wasn't wasn't doing it. Um, so that was frustrating. And then also I knew that I wanted to do more in my business, more career wise. That was a big part of where I was unhappy. So not like I'm not unhappy with my job. I, I work in with three family businesses that we have. I'm here at Levine Natural Skincare, which is the company that I run with my mom, who's the founder. That's where I spend most of my work week. And I love that. But I wanted to grow in what I do. And I, I think there's a disconnect. I didn't know how. I just felt like I was stuck sort of doing the same things. Um, and then that relates to sort of personal development too. So it was a, a definite frustration with myself that I knew I wanted to get better, be better and do more, but wasn't starting. And so to your point, I don't feel like there was one magic button. And I thought about this, talking to people who want to make change you can tend to see some examples out there and think that's what you have to do, follow what you see somebody doing. But it might be to anyone wanting to make change, it might be that you see a little bit of this, a little bit of what that person's doing, a little bit of something else, and it all comes together to be your personal solution. And that's what it ended up being for me. I didn't particularly consult with any certain method of rewriting things, but I think we can customize what works for us. I saw recently, it was like a post and it said, um, are you going to take control of your life one day or two day? Ooh. And I was like, I love that. Because yes. like the, the whole idea of I'm going to do it next week or I'll do it someday. Like the new year resolution. Yeah. And I was like, someone told me like recently that like most people who like set a resolution fail because like yes. you're putting like unrealistic expectations on yourself. 
and yeah. like you should just be like attack like attacking small tasks every day mm-hmm. that tie into like the bigger picture and doing that actually helps you develop consistency and helps you with formulating new habits, adapting new mm-hmm. habits and becoming, you know, what you want to be and getting to where you ultimately see yourself versus saying, I'm going to go to the gym and lose 30 pounds for the new year. And then you go to the gym yeah. for days and now you're just paying Planet Fitness all of your money. So it's like that, yep. <laughs> that whole thing. Yes. Like, I think it, I was trying to think of who the book is, the, who the author is, um, the Tiny Habits book. Do you know about that one? Mm-mm. His name just escaped me. Is it James Clear? The Tiny Habits book talks about making the new habit smaller and smaller and smaller until it's something that you can do every day. And um, it did mention, say, like going to the gym for literally 10 minutes and leaving until you like you can't stand to leave that you're, you're actually going to stay and work out because it's really just making yourself go. I mentioned to you that I have a, a fitness streak that I started August 21st, 2020, so about eight months into all the other changes I was making in my life. I wasn't quite doing enough of the exercise that I wanted. I wasn't getting the impact that I wanted out of my exercise routine. And I started doing this outdoor hike. I just went every single day. I'd say a big lesson or or a tip that I could give people who are wanting to start a new habit, make some change, is to just make it as easy as possible. Like I, I picked something that was five minutes from my house that I could walk there, that I didn't need anybody to go with me, that I didn't need a membership. I would put my gym stuff, like my exercise stuff beside my bed. So I get up in the morning, put that on walk out that door and that is it. And uh, so I think just reducing the barriers to the change that you want to make is a big tip that I would share. What day are you on now? I thought I had it in my notes. I'm, looking, <laughs> I'm like listening to you and like trying to, because I was like, I remember, it's, I know it's in my other so, notes because in a pre-interview, you told me it, it was like the number of the days was so high. And I'm like, oh my so God, high. where are you now? <laughs> so it's kind of nuts. So trying to think, I guess I, I could say it has an asterisk beside it now. So I did, I went every day for the first year and then the second year I filled in, I did runs other places. Uh, we were on holiday and I did like a 10K run here and a 12K run there. I did a half marathon one day instead of my hike by my house. And when did the Vancouver, uh, the BMO half marathon, which is super fun. Yeah, and did some runs in other locations. So I made it all the way exercising every day up to 915 days <laughs> until we went to Australia uh, in February. And I missed a day on the way there in transit. It's like, a 24-hour travel, two planes and all that, uh, and the day on the way back. And I missed a couple days during the trip, two different days, I think it was. So I've missed like probably four or five days or something out of like a couple months ago. But besides that, I've been exercising outside every day since August 21st, 2020. And it's been amazing. It's been amazing. That's motivation. Yeah. That's definite motivation. (laughs) I'm actually doing a... I'm doing a challenge that um, one of my life coaches created and it's a, it's a habit challenge. And it's like the idea that you're after doing something in practice for 66 days, that that habit becomes automatic. Mm -hmm. So I, she allowed everyone that is a part of this challenge to choose their challenge goals. And we have to stick to those goals. Um, We have to do five things for 15 minutes a day for 66 days. And if you miss anything out of your five, doesn't matter what happened during the day. If you miss anything, you got to start over. So okay. I am on uh, today's day 14, but I put exercise 
in my 15 minutes yeah. because I notice with myself, I I will have like these great workout streaks where I'm like exercising for one, two, three, and four months and I'm like in there and then I'll just stop. Yeah. And like, so I was like, this is a way where I know for a fact, like I'm not gonna stop. Like, good. help me get there. I'm not gonna stop because I hate when I stop. And like, I'm like, oh, I stop. And then I hate when I start after I stop because, oh, it hurts. And like, yeah. that is that thing too. Like we're so quick to like run to our little safety blanket and like hold on to the idea of comfort. Yeah. When re- like really and truly, if you want to grow, you got to get real familiar and comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. And I think that's a that's yeah. a big thing for people too. Yes. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Your motivation. If you can go like a million days, <laughs> I can do 66. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You can. No, it's, I mean, there were rainy days, snowy days, icy days. Like it was just, it, but those, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say the weather was it. I think the hardest day is just when kind of your spirit isn't in something and you, you, well, I think if you believe you can't, you believe you really don't want to, you just really won't want to. But once, once I was adhering to a streak, it was like, don't break the streak. So even if I went and did half of what I normally would do, I would be like, Hey, I still went. It's better than not going. So yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been um, a great source of positivity in my life. It's, it's been, I mean, obviously amazing health wise. Uh, It's been a place that I meet my friends and, and go for hikes together, which has been fun. Meeting friends for exercise is a great thing to do for a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we talk to friends about doing um, like a hike or any sort of exercise together, I think many of us have friends who were meaning to get out and do something as well and, and could use that encouragement. So that's uh, that's a fun part of it. I was just thinking while we were talking right now and thinking about your listeners and the message that, that you want to bring through the talks that you have with people is like how, how to make change and what I can share that I think would be helpful to people who are wanting to have a healthier lifestyle and, and that transitional point for me is really, I don't think there is one sort of recipe or one method to follow and that it really is personal to each of us. I changed a number of things that just felt like like natural, natural choices, positive choices. Like I wasn't perfect with my food, but I decided to eat better and I decided to drink more water and be really more careful about my sleep. My changes started happening. I started having this better lifestyle. I really was focusing on going to bed early and um, I would put in ear earbuds and, and listen to a podcast with some sort of a positive topic that I wanted to learn about or something that supported something else that I was wanting to, to learn about. So those were some pieces of it. Another thing I thought was, um, well, I've learned along the way that is can be really helpful to people, uh, especially for people who could use support with mood or anxiety is, I'm not sure if you know very much about cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT as they call it. I had decided to sign up for a program with that for a few weeks and that was very helpful. Um, the one that I signed up for was actually a, it was an in-person class, but by the 
time it hit, it went right into the pandemic. So it started in person and went online. So um, it was just a weekly meeting for a couple of hours where we, it would be like kind of like a, a group therapy type of thing. And people would be sharing their stories about uh, anxious moments or trying to think of a an example, there were all sorts of people there, business people, there were husbands and wives, there were people who don't work, people who can't work, people who seemed to me to, to be somewhat just like me, like a busy working mom and all of that. And uh, what cognitive behavioral therapy does, I'm no expert and I couldn't mess up explaining this a little bit, but it teaches you how to think through scenarios where you're having a tough moment, where you feel anxious about a problem you're having. Maybe you're having some runaway thoughts about how big this problem Problem could get and CBT teaches you to think about what you're believing about it is true and what might be another way to look at it um, anyone can google it and, I, and I'm certainly not a, a coach of any kind in it but it is I think almost everybody should learn a little bit about CBT very helpful I haven't been in anything like that specific but in different coaching things that I've been doing recently those kind of things come up especially because I I share um, often that I had, um, and I still do, like, it's just not bad because now I learn how to like wheel it in. But for a lot of years, I had like these massive battles with negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. And so I had a coach that specifically helped me with those scenarios and, oh, you know, smart. and, and having those kind of conversations with myself and how those conversations led to so many other things, like, you know, so many other things. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I have worked in that field. Um, it wasn't specifically called that, but we addressed mm -hmm. a lot of those things just because of that aspect of my life. So familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants a quick snippet, um, something you can catch on Instagram is uh, Dr. Daniel Amen. All of his work, I think in most of his books, he mentions automatic negative thoughts. He calls them ants. <laughs> and uh, he has a lot of content about that. I mean, negative, negative thoughts can really send you for a loop, can really, as you know, from what you're saying that you worked on on this, uh, it can really interrupt progress that you're trying to make on things. It can attack your beliefs and your ability and, and make up things that probably aren't going to happen. It's kind of, it's wild what we can do with our thinking. So I personally, it's something I'm always still working on, but I, I personally work to shut it down when it starts and think about another way that I can think about the scenario. If I'm trying to problem solve and I'm stuck on like a negative thought loop about it, I will just, my practice now is to try to think of what is one thing I can do about this situation right now. Just the first step to start working on solving the problem. And that just makes it less overwhelming to the, rather than trying to think about a big picture. What is one step? We can almost all, all think of what's one thing you can do towards solving a problem. We discussed like some of like misconceptions, like we touched mm -hmm. on it a little bit of like mindset shifting and like I, I know I brought up like some people think like the biggest misconception is it's gonna be easy like yeah. it's gonna be easy and like there's I'm gonna read this book and this book is gonna fix everything and like you you said like oh you can take a little piece here a little piece there and a little piece here yeah. and apply it to what's gonna fit you and I kind of want to just ask you like from what you've been through and you know your perspective what do you feel like some of the benefits of adapting what are some of the benefits of adapting a healthier lifestyle what have those benefits been for you well, um, you know, just as you asked that, I've, I just made a little note here. I wanted to touch on something. Before I made any of these changes, my uneducated guess 
was that this was all going to take about two months. I thought that, you know, I'm not feeling that great right now. Give me a couple months of, you know, doing some exercise and, uh, you know, everything should feel better soon. First of all, I, for me, I don't think there there is a right timeline for this kind of thing. I think once for in my situation, once I started working on it, I just I just wanted to, things to get better and better. But two, it wasn't a quick fix. Our lifestyle is made up of habits that we repeat every day. And uh, if you are repeating these habits for weeks, um, months, years, like your whole life, and then you decide to undo something and try and do things different, I think you you probably have to repeat these new habits for weeks and months and, and years as well. And then the, the thing of like a maintenance program. Sure, I changed a lot of things in my life and I, I feel like fantastic about a lot of aspects but that doesn't mean that I don't have down days there might be um, habits or, or skills that I've picked up that I think I'm much better at now that I've improved at certain things but I don't think I'm perfect at them something to keep in mind is having the idea of it of maintaining it you, you're still going to when you get tired things will feel tough or you know, when things you know, problems pop up it, it can trigger you and hit like a bit of a reset moment again but it's just something that if you find the right core and principle daily habits or weekly habits I think that you just do your best that you can to maintain them and we all have hiccups and it's okay and then you get up when you're ready and get back to it um, so yeah the the thing of the my cute little thing of thinking it was going to be two months this is like three and a half years ago and then uh so you mentioned reading a book. You, you think, oh, I'll read a book and everything will be better. Well, this is, I think, really important to touch on. Part of the thing I was so upset about was that I was having trouble reading a book. And I was, I grew up being an avid reader. I had no problem reading. I think when life gets busy, you have kids or you have a stressful job or or you have too many things on the go at once and, and your brain just gets fried. I was having a, an issue with this in 2019 that I didn't feel like I could read. I didn't feel like I could focus on reading. And I even had a book that I really wanted to read. It was a Brene Brown book, um, Dare to Lead. I wanted to read it for professional reasons. And every time I opened it up, I'd read a couple paragraphs and I like I couldn't remember, get to the end of the paragraph, couldn't remember. This kept happening and I was that was another thing, is feeling disappointed in myself. How can I want to actually do this? And I didn't feel like I could do it. And I, I have strong feelings about this now, Julie. I think that we read so much short content, whether it's headlines or little, the first two paragraphs of any news story you see or our, our social media updates and all of that, we all read such short things that I feel like we've trained ourselves to read in short. And when it comes to something that you want to take in at length, it's like, I, I just could not register it. I get to the end of the paragraph or the page and think, I don't know if I know what the point of that was. And that felt crazy to me. And when I have mentioned it to other people, I get a lot of nodding. Well, unless they read like long documents for work, I have friends who who read like ag agreements and things like that that are long documents and they're just accustomed to reading. But if they don't, I feel like a, a lot of people are feeling this that that we're trained to read. I don't know, 140 characters or whatever they say. That's how I feel. I actually started listening to audiobooks because of that because there's like books that I really wanted to read and I really needed that information. It just like everything was just I'd be like oh. Okay, I gotta go make dinner. And so mm -hmm. now I listen to audiobooks when I'm doing things so mm -hmm. that I can still get it. But I have like a bunch of books, like hard copy books that Oh yeah. I, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. So I had to yeah. go back and get the audiobook. 
And if there is an audiobook, I have the I do have five for my summer reading list that I'm gonna try to get through. Oh, cool. I did do that. I did say in the summertime, my kids are gonna have to pick their books and I have my five books. And mm-hmm. three of them came from guests on this show. Oh yeah, gotta go with the friend recommendations. And um, I was going to say, I don't have, I don't have like a list I wrote or anything, but I, I, like I said, I feel pretty passionate about the things that worked to turn that around. So I started with fiction because what I wanted to read was actually heavy stuff, but I didn't want to start there when I realized this was an issue. So I started with just something that, that was a light read, like fun, like fiction books, beach read kind of, I think they call it chick lit and just had some fun reading stuff that I knew like, okay, if I miss a line here or a line there, it's not the end of the world and that really built it up and I started reading like a book a week once I started focusing on it it caught on there's research that when your phone is within your sight in your periphery while you're trying to focus on something just your phone being there can be a distraction because you can sense it and see it out of the corner of your eye but I didn't read with my phone in my sight I also feel pretty strongly about if you're working on a book if there's any way you can manage to set a block of time and read about the first 20 to 30 even 40 pages in one shot. It usually gets you through the introduction and the why for the book and gets you into the meaty stuff. And I find if I do that, by the time I get to like the 30th, 40th page, I like I've got all the the important stuff they wanted you to get in the beginning of the book and you feel ready to carry on with the rest. So those are some things that worked, but I really had to work at it. And it frustrated me because like I said, I used to be a great reader, avid reader. And then you think, come on, reading? Like it should have been easy, but it's hard to focus. We are distracted by so many things. What's that? I know, I was just thinking like even my blogs, I write one to two minute reads now just to keep everybody engaged. I think you have to. I think that's kind of where people are at. They, They want it to... To just, and also you have to tell people they're one to two minute reads, right? <laughs> you see things that like for people's attention span, they want to know when they start something, how long is this going to take? Yeah. So those are a, a couple of important things that, that helped me along the way. Um, you were mentioning, you asked me about benefits of all the things that I've worked on. So... After months of working at all these things, I, I think the the biggest benefit is that like I've been able to recognize now what I believe to be my talents. Um, and when I was in a, a time of feeling low, feeling confused or just frustrated with my life, I think I had a hard time connecting with what my talents were. I just felt like I go, I go here, I do this, I do what I've got to do. But I've come to recognize through learning about myself, through reading tons of like personal develop, development books and, and following some wonderful accounts and, and listening to podcasts that there are things that I need to remember that I do have skills at and that I do bring to the table. And that was just a little bit hard to remember for a while. I even have a hard time like identifying with that now but I know it's a way that I felt I felt like oh everything that I do everybody must do that these must be things that come easy to just anyone but no we all have gone out there and and learned what we've learned we've had the experiences that we've had connected our skills together sometimes we do a couple different careers and it ends up being a third career that's an amazing combination of our previous (laughs) stuff and we all have our uniqueness we bring to the table and it took me a little bit but I remembered again what I bring. How can I explain this? One of the podcasts I was listening to was talking about when you're stuck on a negative idea or concept about yourself, 
or a say like for example okay this is a fun one people people make reference in my life that i'm chatty that i that i talk a lot and if i wanted to look at that as a negative i mean we can all imagine what what is meant by that oh she talks a lot she carries on but actually after this this podcast i had listened to and was basically saying that any um personal quality that can be looked at in a negative light probably has a positive side too and so i turned on my awareness to this and i know that even though okay sure sometimes i chat a lot but their positive side of that is i connect people. I make new friendships. I make the uncomfortable person in the room comfortable because I can find a way to tie something that they are involved in to something that someone else is doing and I bring people together. And I think maybe we need the chatty people to do that to help warm the room. Another one is uh, I've been I've been aware and and I people who are close to me have known that I at times can be an overthinker. I like tend to to ruminate and think over and over about things. But the positive side of that is I was thinking about it that I am analytical and that's a good thing. There are times that we need people who are analytical, who look at things in a certain way, who come up with what might be the risks in something or where things can be improved. Uh being a a thinker or an overthinker or you know that the positive side of that is a really good thing. So it's, every time I sort of think about a personal quality that can be looked at in a negative light, ever since I started doing that, I feel like there's a a positive on the other side of almost anything. It's funny I was just thinking when you were saying that I, my swear to you, my nickname from when I was like 2 years old was Miss Talky. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so I feel that's it. funny. <laughs> That's why you were nodding. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I I feel you, girl. Yeah, Miss Talky. And I actually held on to that in a positive way for a long time until negative statements were made about mm-hmm. me. And mm-hmm. like the shush was put on me. And then that mm-hmm. kind of made me insecure about it and like, yeah. created like a lot of self-doubt about it. And now I find great irony in it because I talk for a living. Yeah. And like on a platform that I created. So Yes, yeah. because it's a positive. Yeah, yeah, it's a positive. Very much. That's so. exactly it. Exactly. I should my my next set of shirts, I should get one that says Miss Talkie. That just gave me an idea. You should. And then I'll I'll take one too, okay? I will I will definitely send you one. I actually was talking to another guest about merch <laughs> recently. Like Yeah. Like I think um I want to move into that what I want to put impactful statements and maybe even impactful things that were shared on the show. Mhm. Sure. Just to like grab people's attention since everyone only likes, you know, 5 to 10 words like shirts. It's a read it and it might you just get seared in there for a moment. Wear your message. Absolutely. I think so. I think it's a cool idea. On the uh side of the things that that have helped um and that help in in maintenance I was going to say that um one thing that I've kept in mind in as well as the the matter of staying positive is just a simple practice is when I am experiencing a challenge um the self talk that I'm trying to stick with now is this is a moment and it just helps to to realize that you know if, if today we're solving a problem and it's currently not going so well tomorrow might be better one one step into the problem solving might go better 
getting some sleep might feel better. But just remembering that like this is a moment where things feel tough, but it may not, it won't be, it won't be forever and it may not be long. And just figuring out the next step. I want to talk about, because I made special notes about this, because I okay. want to talk about like, I know like all of this ties into what we're talking about, like um, mind, body, spirit, you know, just mm -hmm. making the decision to take care of yourself completely doesn't just mean, you know, exercising. It doesn't just mean, you know, meditation, like it, everything, like it, it's about consumption. And I'm mm -hmm. talking about your mental, physical and spiritual consumption. Like what are mm -hmm. you consuming in your life to add value to it? And I want to talk about um, all of the things about your uh, natural skincare, your vegan natural skincare line. And you mm -hmm. work with your mom and your company yes, is turning 20. Yes, that's, this summer. That's amazing. So let's talk about it. It is amazing. Yes, we're, we're celebrating 20 this summer. My mom uh, is the founder and owner of the company. She launched the Levine Natural Skincare in 2003 when she came across a tree bark ingredient from Mexico called Tepescoite. And it is known um, by the people from Mexico, by, by the Mayans, as something that they've used as a healing ingredient for centuries. And so we've been using it since 2003 in all of the skincare products that we make. It It is amazing on the skin. Um, as far as skincare and thinking about it as self-care, I think back to what I was saying about personalizing what works for us, I think that you, you make the routine that works for you. Some people like to do what will get the job done with two or three products and some people like a, a bigger regime and we offer all of that. We have uh, actually over 30 uh, products in our brand now. Everything from things like uh, eye cream to beauty tools and uh, we, we actually uh, just won two awards over the weekend. The Healing Lifestyles Clean Beauty Awards um, awarded two of our products. Our Mayan Magic Balm, which is the number one seller in our line, uh, received uh, this super high hydrator award and our face oil got best face oil so that was pretty exciting to hear on saturday we hear some other things are coming down the line some some finalist uh, awards as well in other other awards shows so that's stuff that's coming up um, our products are sold in canada and usa in over 700 stores and they're available on our website and wolf and badger and well.ca and uh, quite a, a number of different places and people can pick up samples um, order up samples on our website as well and order online where that will all be listed oh yes sure and i will i will i will be listing all of that i will be all the links everything will be in show details mm -hmm. so that all of you can check out their products i was just so i have a skincare routine and i actually felt really good when i woke up today because i was like i didn't need makeup before i did the show usually i'm in there like putting on concealer and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i was like i woke up today and i was like i told my husband i was like i don't need makeup today <laughs> looking glowy like yeah must I felt, be feeling good i felt real glowy i felt really good i got real i got sleep last night too which is like impossible with a two-year-old but yeah, I love, I love like that this is like natural and all that. Like we've been kind of um, making switch to like more, uh, less harsher shampoos and, and mm -hmm. soaps and facial cleansers and things like that in our house. Mm -hmm. Because um, another thing, I'm like that person on the journey. So I'm like, 
still in the test everything. Does this yeah. that work for me? <laughs> Does this work for me? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go do a fast next week. You know, so it's like, it. I like it, but you know, my family, they gotta be guinea pigs too. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, we have, uh, like I say, we have samples that people can try if they want to order a pack from from us. Um, and uh, there's also some sort of first order discounts and offers as well. The products are vegan and natural. They have no harsh chemicals, none of the gross ones, no parabens or any of that. There's a high percentage of the active ingredients. If you look up the reviews on our products, I mean, that speaks for it. We're here for 20 years for a reason. There's some super fans of our products and uh, yeah we're having fun making people happy with their glowy skin well i'm gonna you, everybody i'm gonna actually order some products and i'm gonna try the products out and i'm gonna make videos i'm gonna make you guys a video diary and i'm gonna put it on my instagram oh and, that would be so um, fun <laughs> and and we're gonna see like um how i, I want to keep this summer glow <laughs> like, so, awesome so follow me because i'm gonna order it and once i order it and it comes that's when you guys will i'll start day one when i open up the box and i'll do like um, a little real diary for you guys so you can follow my process with trying out these new products because if there's one thing i love it's a good product so <laughs> i will fantastic and 20 years in 20 years in business does not say bad product so no <laughs> i'm definitely i'm gonna try that out and i'll uh, i'll shoot you a tag to let you see how it's going for me too yeah please do we love hearing about that love hearing how the products are going for people so i have to ask you the giant question the question of all questions and that is um i love asking everyone that comes to the show to define selective hearing like what does that mean to you Yes, I selective hearing means to me that we can choose. We can choose what we want to take in. There is a lot of noise out there in life. And, you know, it's we we don't get information one or two ways anymore. It's not the old turn on the TV or read the newspaper, listen to the radio. You can choose what you want to hear about in life. You can curate your feed. You can choose if you're going to have horrific news come down the line to you while you're trying to take five minutes for yourself on a lunch break, or if you want to follow videos, um, I don't know, like I do about headstands, because apparently my new goal is that I want to <laughs> Um, learn how to do headstands. So, uh, you know, if you look at my feed, I'm following people who talk about neuroscience because I'm really interested in that. I follow Andrew Huberman, um, uh, Mindset Mentor, because it's it's short podcasts about about positivity and things that you can do to improve, like goal setting and, and achieving things in your life. You can select what you want to hear about. It's up to you. And I think if you take that power into your hands and choose what comes into you in your daily life and you are wanting to work on something, you can surround yourself, be the product of your environment. As they say, you can surround yourself with information related to what it is you want to do and be and how you want to live. And that will really help you, I think, succeed. It's really, I believe it's really true. I've had, um, since I started the exercise, uh, exercise streak especially i had people contact me that i hadn't seen in a while people i've bumped into out on my hike um i've had phone calls 
from people who are having a hard time. And they've said that since I've been sharing about this stuff, about making changes in my lifestyle, it's helped them to change, make change that they want to as well. And that's why I, I interview and talk about it. That's why I come and see and, and share my story with people, because if people hear this and, and it helps them to feel like they can do something different in their life, then that's all that I wanted. And that, that first, that little first step, everybody, is it one day or day one? Yes. Like, just let it be day one. That's it. Just mm -hmm. day one. Don't even put any thought into it. Just get up and go. Like, get up and go outside and walk or go pick up that book. Even if you just read the back of it today, keep it right next to you. Like, whatever the case may be, like, just let today be that first day that you make that, that you take that step and it's worth it for sure. So I really, um, everyone, I want you to, 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 ugh, to connect with this guest. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> so Jennifer, can you please let the audience know how they can connect with you, how they can purchase your products and, and everything? Sure. For all the positivity and things that I share about my healthy lifestyle, my personal Instagram is at Jen Geneve, J-E-N-N-G-E-N-E-V-E. -E -E. Um, for skincare products, if you want to learn more about our family brand, it is at Levine Naturals. So L-A-V-I-G-N-E Naturals. Um, on Instagram, I, I believe on Pinterest, on TikTok. Facebook. We have a Facebook group as well that we share insider stuff on. So you're welcome to join us. If you have any questions about the products, we have live chat on our website that you can hit up anytime to find out more information. Thanks for checking us out. If you do listed in the show details, um, there will be links. So all you have to do is hit the drop down tab on my website. It's in the podcast section. And um, I'm sure on all streaming services, whichever you're choosing to listen you just hit the episode summary all the links are right there as well so everyone thank you so much for tuning in this week and jennifer thank you for being here and everyone until next week this is selective hearing